Get ready to hear the truth about America on a show that's not immune to the facts with your host, Dan Bongino. Welcome to the Dan Bongino Show, Producer Joe. How are you today? Man, I'm doing well and ready to go, Dano. Yeah, another big uh, another big weekend in the news. All right, folks, let's get right into it. So uh, a big thanks to... Uh, President Trump, I'm, uh, I, I, you know, I, I, I get how this could come off as totally, you know, SPS, like self-praise, you know, stinks, you know, yeah. uh, but it's, I think it's just cool. And you are my listening audience. And if you will allow me just for a moment. So uh, over the weekend, I found out on Sunday, woke up and I was like, wow, I got a lot of Twitter followers over the weekend. What happened? <laughs> I picked up like a thousand overnight. And um, I looked and it turned out that the president from his actual verified account, uh, you know, what is it at real Donald Trump? Uh, quoted one of my tweets and uh, I was like okay well that's pretty cool the president of the United States was telling Joe and he's like really I'm like yeah and actually folks this is now the third time right. I have been uh, tweeted to by the president so uh, it's pretty cool again I, I know self-praise thinks my mother used to tell me that and I totally agree but um you are my audience, and if I, I wanted to just share that with you. It was about, by the way, the Steinle case, which I still feel very strongly about. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm, I'm, j- I'm not going to go into it because I went into it again last week. But let me just say this about a, a couple of things that are going on with this, and, and I'll move on. Um, when you're debating with your liberal friends, and frankly, even some Republicans who have no concept of what we really stand for on illegal immigration, we are not anti-immigrant for the 52nd, 1542nd time. We're not. My wife is a f- immigrant. Almost. Yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, Joe knows. But she's not, this is just stupid. This is a dumb argument. We are not anti immigrant conservative at all. We are anti law breaking. That's what illegal immigration is. It's law breaking. That's the point. I mean, if if immigration is a law that we can conveniently ignore because we don't like it when we're liberals, then what other can we ignore? Obamacare? Do we not have to pay taxes? Do you understand how the maintenance of a constitutional republic and fidelity to law and order revolves almost exclusively around how this illegal immigration uh, debate is resolved? If illegal immigration is resolved by saying, you know what, we're just going to disregard it because liberal states don't like it and liberals don't like it, and therefore anyone who broke the law and came into the country illegally is allowed to stay, then how do we have, I don't understand like how we have a functioning constitutional republic then if it's just law by like. Mm-hmm. Law by like. Yeah. Armacost doesn't like it? Ah, Joe, don't follow it. No big deal. Yeah. I know Joe's a conservative. Joe doesn't like paying uh, confiscatory tax rates. Ignore it, Joe. It's no big deal. Don't worry about it. All right. I got news for you. Yeah. Well, don't, please don't take that advice. Joe will be, I need Joe. Um, we have a backup, but it's not Joe Armacost. I like him, but he's not producer Joe. Um, and no one else listening take that advice either. I'm obviously being facetious because you'll find yourself in jail. Now, uh, uh, the point I wanted to make on this is, and with regard to the Steinle case, the 32-year-old in San Francisco who was who was was killed by Zarate, the illegal immigrant who got off on everything but a felony possession charge, even involuntary manslaughter he got off on. You cannot argue as a liberal that, although I completely agree with you, that every person who enters the country illegally, not every one of them, obviously, is going to go on to commit another crime. Matter of fact, a small portion of, of people who enter the country illegally will. But that does not defeat the argument that 100% of people who enter the country illegally by law shouldn't be here, Joe. If only two out of 100 commit crimes, those two should not have been here. There is a legal process to come here. You didn't do it. Right. Kate Steinle would have been alive if Zarate was not here in the country. That is a fact, folks. That's not politicizing anything. That's just a simple fact. 
How Zarate fi- fired the gun, he disputes. I don't. I frankly don't believe him. But the fact that the gun was fired in the possession of the illegal immigrant who shouldn't have been in the country is not in any way up for dispute. She would be alive today if it weren't for really poor immigration, illegal immigration enforcement in the United States. That's number one. Number two, and I... I still haven't decided how to title this show today, forgive me, because I this is really important. And, and it's another one of these liberal scams. And I, I, I'm going to move on if this, but it's important with regards to illegal immigration. You need to know about because we do a lot of debunking on this show. And I've heard this now. I'm going to say conservatively 15 or 20 times between the blogosphere, cable news and editorial writings. The new liberal talking point on immigration. I see this Fox guy does this all the time. He's a liberal guy he goes on Fox. Is it? And I'm quoting here because I saw this in a piece today. It is not a crime to be in the U.S. illegally. That was an unusually long Dan Bongino buzzer. Wrong. Not all people. Again, this this is the logical fallacy. The same one they use on illegal immigration. When they go, well, people who came into the country illegally, not all of them are going to go on to commit crimes. Well, by simple logic, Joe... That means some of them will. If you can't say not all, right, Joe? Yeah. Not all of them will commit crimes. If you can't say that, that if if you can't conclusively say no one will commit a crime who comes into the country legally, that by simple logic means someone who comes into the country legally and shouldn't have been here will. Joe, I'm not crazy, right? No, that's correct, Dan. That made sense to you. Simple logic. Yep. Yes, Dan. That's correct. (laughs) That was it. You blew it. You blew an opportunity. That was totally a time for your game show voice. He's giving. Yes, Dan. That is absolutely correct. (laughs) Yes, Dan. That is absolutely correct. (laughs) There you go. This is simple logic. Now, on this quote, it's not a crime to be in the U.S. illegally. Ah, gosh, liberals are, why are they always lying to us? There are people in the United States who are overstays, who came here on a visa, came here on a vacation, came here on a business trip, came here on a student visa, who, Joe, their visa expired, say, January of this year, and who are still here. That is not technically, it can be, but it is not a crime. It is a civil violation. That is not the majority of people, though, who are in the country illegally. The majority of people in the country illegally, Joe, came here by evading a legal border crossing, which is, Joe, a crime. There you go. Synchronicity. Beautiful. (laughs) It's a crime. Of course it's a crime. Matter of fact, they're called EWIs, Entry Without Inspection. Unlawful presence may be a civil violation. Improper entry into the United States, folks, is absolutely a crime. And multiple time entry into the United States without inspection is a felony. So this silly talking point that it is, quote, not a crime to be in the U.S. illegally is fabricated liberal garbage. It is, in other words, a lie and another scam. And another verbal dance they do to get you to believe something that is factually not correct. You wonder why I always bring up things like I had, Joe. I have to be candid with the audience. I, uh, mm-hmm. I you guys give me a, and ladies send me a lot of wonderful emails. DanielEpongino.com. I read them. I love them. I'm trying to respond to all of them, but it's really, really tough because you're, you're so you're great. But I read them all. I promise you. 
But I did get one complaint last week. Uh, and I, hey, the show's for you guys and ladies. So I, you complain, I listen. He said, listen, I'm enough with the tax thing. I've heard about it 50 times. Well, folks, the reason I talked about the tax thing a lot last week is because we're at a really pivotal moment in American history with the most consequential tax bill in, what, Joe, 20 years? I mean, mean, maybe since 1993, so less than that. But close enough um, on the uh, potentially getting this much, if the House and Senate can agree on a similar bill on the president's desk, it's important. But one of the reasons on that debate, I always talk about the Clinton surplus and the Reagan thing uh, and the Reagan tax cuts not costing the government money generally money is that I get tired of liberals, their false arguments becoming the de facto truth. People talk in the media as if this stuff is true. Oh, yeah, the Clinton surplus happened. Folks, it didn't happen. It didn't happen. The Reagan tax cuts caused the deficit. It did not happen. The same thing. This is why I try to cut this stuff off at the knees and why I'm worried about this silly illegal immigration talking point. I'm worried that it's going to become de facto truth, even though it is patently, categorically false and easily proven false. It is not a crime to be in the U.S. illegally. No, it is. Joe, I'm being serious for a minute. Do you see why, uh, you know, people like me and like you and, and the conservative listenership gets frustrated by this stuff? <laughs> yeah, on this a is daily a, basis. Yeah, this is not a difficult. It, this is not a difficult thing. To, it's not like if someone said to you, you know, say you get some physics or, or, or chemistry guy and he's like, Strontium sixty seven is an isotope, you know, and you're like, "Whoa, man, is it?" He could be lying to you. He could be, I don't even know if the strontium sixty seven exists. He could be making up the whole thing. But you ever know how people talk in jar? You ever see when they talk yeah. in jargon and they sound super smart? Yeah, and you don't really know what they're talking about. You're like, "Oh, I guess it could be true." Yeah, this is not that time. They are saying something easily proven false. It is not a crime to be in the U.S. illegally. Just Google it. Is it a crime to be in the U.S. illegally? It is a crime. Entry without inspection. They'll even give you the statute. I think it's a, a Title Eight of the United States Code. Well, and then pe- people will agree with it because they don't want to seem stupid to other people who don't know, you know, or, and Professor Schmaldfaller, whatever he said. Schmaldfaller, right. Schmaldfaller, the prof- we know that guy. And and, and it, it gets to be like a cycle of endless yes. stupidity. Yes. It's like you're all bathing in the stupid soup. I mean, uh, you really have to cut this stuff off. And that's why I know it drives you crazy when I talk about things like, oh, the Reagan tax cuts and the Clinton surplus sometimes. But it is imperative that you understand the fine details of this because these things have become so imbued in the American psyche as de facto truth, even though they are categorically false. There was never, ever, ever a Clinton surplus ever in the budget. Reagan's uh, tax cuts did nothing to impact the deficit. The spending levels did. More money was raised. Immigration is illegal. Immigration is a crime. That if you don't cut these things off, the next generation of kids grows up believing this. There's an entire generation of kids out there who actually believe Bill Clinton ran a surplus. They will believe, again, that it's not a crime to be in the U.S. illegally. When, folks, it is absolutely a crime. All right. I, I, I Forgive me. I really didn't plan to spend that much time on this. Um, I just obviously get very frustrated with this stuff because it's just silly and it, it drives me crazy. All right. There is a... Uh, a just this Trump-Russia thing has just exploded. I didn't get to dedicate as much time to it on Friday as I wanted to. So I want to get to a couple things here uh, because a lot of important things happened on Friday and happened over the weekend. And it is imperative that you understand the full scope of what's going on right now. And I, sadly, folks, and I mean this, our slow descent into third world republic justice. Um, you know, the Benghazi terrorist gets off on 
murder charges last week. Kate Steinle's killer walks out of court, not even guilty of involuntary manslaughter with an open and shut, in my opinion, case. The Clintons get off on everything all the time, every time. Um, And we have now Mike Flynn pleading guilty on Friday, which happened during the recording of the show um, for basically, again, as I've said before, fibbing for lying to a federal agent, which is rarely charged um, and is, my opinion, only charged uh, when you have absolutely nothing else to go on and you're trying to pressure someone to do something. Ladies and gentlemen, I was a federal agent. I'm not going to repeat the story for the 10,000th time, but I remember the one time I saw someone charged with 1001, which is lying to the FBI, and the judge at the arraignment was astonished. Like, really? I remember her line. Uh, I don't remember if it was a he or she, but it's like, uh, oh, we got a fibber. That was the line. Um, So we have Mike Flynn under arrest now for fibbing. Now, what happened over the weekend? Well, late Friday, Brian Ross from ABC who has been wrong multiple times now, Brian Ross. He was the one who identified that guy in the shooting as a Tea Party member, and it was the wrong guy. It wasn't a Tea Party guy at all. So Brian Ross has a bit, is, a, is a bit infamous in conservative circles for fake news. Brian Ross of ABC unleashes this bombshell report, which is promptly picked up in the middle of the view by Joy Behar. They walk out a car to her. This is breaking news. She's so excited. If you haven't seen them, the, uh, the the video, check it out. Have you seen it, Joe? Behar like has a, she's yeah, no. this is great. They walk out a car to her. They say, ABC News, through Brian Ross, is reporting that Mike Flynn, Trump's national security advisor, is going to testify against Trump that, this is critical, as a candidate, President Trump uh, asked Flynn to reach out to the Russians. Well, for what? Obviously, would be the question. But mm-hmm. as a candidate, if that was for some kind of collusion, that's a bombshell, Joe. Oh, Joy Behar's like, we got him now, man. She was flipping out on the set. The hands are up in the air, throws the card. Everybody's celebrating and clapping. The problem, Joe, is the story was wrong. And now ABC is in full, full. Re- if you haven't been following this over the weekend, please get on. I have it'll be in the show notes today at Bongino.com. Get on my email list. I'll email you these articles. Please read this story because it shows you why Americans are done with the mainstream media. Here's the distinction, Joe. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as a candidate. It was as the president elect. <laughs> Big difference, Joe. Yeah. Let me let me set this up for you for the audience. If you don't get where I'm going with this, you'll figure it out quickly. And the analogy I used on, on Fox and Friends, which went nuclear, by the way. Thank you to everyone who watched it. I said, that's like saying, headline, man robs bank. Uh, clarification, six hours later, uh, man takes out money from ATM. That's the whole story. <laughs> oh, he took money. From, why'd you say he robbed the bank? Um, I don't know. He took money out. But so he didn't rob the bank. It was his money. Yes. The whole story is the robbery. If he takes his own money, Joe, do you agree the story goes out the window? Yep. Yeah, yes, sir. The story's gone. If the story about the Trump-Russia investigation is Russian collusion to win an election, Joe. In other words, mm-hmm. the Trump campaign, 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 campaign. There are three times for liberals. If the Trump campaign for the fourth time reached out to the Russians in advance of the election to alter the course of the election, help Trump win, you have a 
enormous conspiracy and people should go to jail. The fact that they reported that he did it as a candidate, that they reached out to the Russians as a candidate, would seemingly buttress that. But Joe, let me ask you a very simple question. Yes. How the heck do you collude to win an election if your national security advisor reaches out to the Russians after you've won the election? It's a good question, Dan. That's the whole story. Yeah. It, the whole Russian collusion narrative goes out the window. So let me get this straight, Joe. Joy Behar is celebrating about the fact that they reached out before the election when the story really was they reached out after. That's the whole story. The whole thing falls apart. Now, ABC and, and Brian Russ left this thing up for, I think it was six hours Whoa. before they deleted the tweet. Now, I'm not going to give them any credit because I'm disgusted by what they did. But to be fair and give you a full scope of what happened in this story, they did either that night or the next day issue a categorical retraction and suspended Brian Ross without pay for four weeks. My humble opinion, he should be terminated. I'm sorry, but this is the second time this has happened. This guy's supposed to be a journalist, Joe. He's not an opinion person. He's supposed to report the facts. Folks, their zeal, their desperation to take down Donald Trump has taken over common sense. So that's takeaway number one. The fake news media, again, for the umpteenth time, whether it was the New York Times reporting on the wiretapping, then saying wiretapping didn't exist and attacking Trump for it, whether it was the Times attacking Mark Levin when he reported on what the Times said, whether it's ABC talking about, oh, Flynn reached out as a candidate a Trump, when Trump was a candidate. Oh, no, by the way, he did it when he was president-elect. Oh, you mean after the election? The fake news media is destroying, literally destroying this country. They are ripping it to shreds. All right, I got a lot more to get to this uh, on this story because I have at least five or six takeaways and developments on this case that you, you, you need to, folks, you have to know about. All right, before we get to that, today's show brought to you by our buddies at, uh, who we got? Oh, Filter By. We love Filter By. Thank you to everyone, by the way, picked up air filters from them. Change the seasons right now. Perfect time to change the air filters in your business, in your home, because Americans are spending up to 90% of their time indoors. And according to studies, the air you and your family breathe in, indoors contains up to 100 times greater air pollution than the air outside. It's a perfect time. Change the seasons. Change out those filters, folks. I have horrendous allergies. Thankfully, I just swapped out mine, and the, the air in here is pretty, you know, it's pretty crystal clear. I haven't, thankfully, haven't had any problems in a while, so it's pretty good. Filterby.com will send you the size you need for your air filter within 24 hours plus free shipping. Filterby uses double the industry standard MERV rating on most filter sizes, and without getting into the technical stuff, it'll remove the dangerous pollen, the mold, the dust, and other allergy-aggravating populations. Populations. That's like population and pollution. Allergy-aggravating pollution. Spit it out, Bongino. All their filters are manufactured right here in the United States. We love that. And they can ship uh, any size and in any quantity. Save 5% when you set up auto delivery, and never you'll never have to think about air filters again, folks. Go to filterby.com today and get the best price on top of quality filters shipped within 24 hours plus free shipping filterby.com that's filterby.com and seriously thank you to everyone who's been using filterby to replace their air filters uh, i get a number of emails about how their prices are absolutely fantastic so go check them out filterby.com all right some more points folks about what happened with the flynn case that are very important so just to sum up number one with ross and them again you can't collude to win an election joe after you won the election. Um, okay. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, pretty obvious, right? Moving on. Number two. 
I have an article. My, the show notes today, I know I say this a lot. I'm sorry. I don't mean to sound hyperbolic or like I'm always trying to like sell you something. I'm, I, you've, you want to sign up to my email? That's fine. You want to go to my website? I'm just, please read this. If you got to read it, National Review, do it there. That's okay too. Andy McCarthy at National Review, who, if you're not following him on Twitter, um, Sign up to Twitter just to follow him because his writing, he's a former federal prosecutor for the Department of Justice. I think he prosecuted the blind shake, uh, a full, uh, you know, uh, being candid here and, you know, disclosure. I know Andy. I like Andy a lot. We're not best friends, but we are friends. And I, I really enjoy his commentary. His commentary on this Flynn case has been amazing. He is a down the line guy. He is not a pro or anti Trump anything you'll see by his writing. He is straight down. He plays it straight. He brought up a pivotal, pivotal, crystal clear point you all need to take home from this podcast today about this Trump-Russia scheme. Now with the Flynn case, because liberals are celebrating over this job. Never, it's amazing mm. liberals are like celebrating the downfall of the United States. Like, this is great. We're locking up our own people for fibbing. Um, where's the scheme? Where's the scheme? Joe, you ever see Jerry Maguire? Yeah. Remember Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yeah. Show me the money, Jerry. What? Show me the money. Show me the money. Remember that, Nicole? As you repeat after me, Jerry, and Jerry's like, Jerry's in the office. Show me the money. And all the office people are looking around like, (laughs) what the heck? That's what I'm not a huge fan of that that movie. I did like it, but there's so much like liberal junk in there that I've kind of got rid of it. It really, seriously. But when I was a kid, it was funny. Show me the money. Where's the scheme? McCarthy, who is a brilliant lawyer, brings up this critical point you need to take away from this. There have now been, Joe, three court proceedings, arrests, investigations on Trump uh, associates. Manafort for business dealings before, Joe, he joined the Trump campaign. Yep. Anything about Russian collusion there, Joe? Before? Uh, and to the Manafort and the Manafort arrest, right? Right. The Manafort arrest was all about his business dealings before he joined the campaign. That's right. Nothing to do with collusion, no. correct? No, no, right. Not to it. Okay. The second one, Papadopoulos, who was arrested for fibbing. We got a fibber who lied about a uh, whatever a meeting in in Russia he had when the Trump team told him not to do it. Okay. Any Russian collusion there, Joe? Nothing there, Dan. <laughs> you sure? We're yes, sure, Wink. Man. Remember, what was it Wink Martin? Yes, Wink. Yeah. <laughs> so nothing there either. Okay. Now we have a third arrest and uh, a plea deal with Mike Flynn for fibbing again. Joe, any Russian collusion there either? Nothing under that rock, Dan. <laughs> Thank you, Joe. Folks, McCarthy brings up a great point, and I'm telling you, McCarthy is a straight a player as you're going to get. He said, and he's right about this, I don't have the prosecutorial experience he does. He's a lawyer. I was an investigator. But he's done high-profile cases, and he brings up this one crucial point. He says, when you are are indicting, when you are prosecuting, when you are prosecuting by information, when you are prosecuting by indictment, when you are prosecuting, uh, when you're using a complaint document, those are three different ways you can get someone into the court system in front of an initial appearance, arrest warrants, and things like that. And you want someone to cooperate, Joe. In a scheme. So, Joe, let me just give you an example because with stories work best for the audience. All right. If you and I are involved in a scheme, 
say it's an international Ponzi scheme, you know, like a Bernie Madoff scheme. We're okay. taking people's money. We're pretending to invest it, but we're really just giving it to other people as returns. So we're doing it internationally. Mm-hmm. And the FBI gets to you, Joe, and I'm the mastermind, but they get to you first and I don't know it. So they lock you up and they've got you in a room. They got the lights going. It's all hot in there. You're sweating. They're like, Joe, we got you. We're going to throw the book at you. And you're like, oh my gosh. McCarthy says, and he's right. When you finally go to court, because remember, they're not going to send you to court right away because a lot of those court proceedings, you know, if they arrest you, they'd have to take you to an initial appearance, but they're not going to put you on a public trial if they're going to use you for a subsequent investigation, right? Okay. What they get you to do at some point is to plead guilty to the scheme. Whether it's conspiracy to launder money, uh, uh, conspiracy, I think, is uh, Title 18, United States Code 371. Do you see what I'm... Joe, follow where I'm going. I know this is a little difficult of a point to understand, but McCarthy's point is brilliant, and you have to understand this. When there is an actual scheme involving multiple people, a conspiracy, Joe, multiple Mm -hmm. idiots involving to do criminal things to people, right? Yep. When they get someone, like they they nailed you, and they want me, I'm the big fish in the Ponzi scheme, right? Right, And they get you to cooperate against me. Yeah. When it comes time for you to finally plea in court, because they're not going to drop all the charges. Right. They'll just give you points for cooperation. That's just the way it works in the federal system. And mm-hmm. they may drop some of the more serious charges. But at some point, Joe, you will plead guilty to the scheme. The scheme, judicially speaking, in the legal system, will be some form typically of a conspiracy charge. 371. Okay. Where is it? Where is it? Where's the beef? Show me the money. Insert random movie or commercial line in here. Where's this conspiracy charge? You may say, well, Manafort was charged with conspiracy against the United States. Yes, you are absolutely correct. But it was not the conspiracy to overthrow the election. It had nothing to do with Trump at all. It was about his business dealings. That would be like, Joe, you arresting me and the paper running a headline. A consigliere and Bongino Ponzi scheme gets taken down for conspiracy. And then you read the charging document and Joe gets charged by a conspiracy to fake out the pizza guy uh, uh, and not give him a tip after he delivers pizza to his house. You're like, wait, I thought this was about an international Ponzi scheme. Mm. Folks, there's no conspiracy charge related to a conspiracy. I'm not telling, I'm not saying this may not happen later. It may. I don't know what they have. And I'm trying to be fair here. But my humble opinion, I'm going to leave it here. My humble opinion on this, folks, is they've got nothing. They've got nothing. If the best you can do over three uh, investigations and arrests right now is to try and flip Flynn on a 1001 charge, And no one at any point is going to plead guilty to an actual conspiracy. There isn't one. Now, I'm not telling you Mueller's not involved in a fishing expedition. He's going to find something else. Everybody's ripped the mattress tag off. By the way, someone sent me an email about that. They're like, it's not really illegal. You get the point. It's a joke. I'm not. Seriously, I love the listener email, but that one was a little weird. It's a joke. The mattress tag. I don't think anyone's actually prosecuted for ripping off a mattress tag. It's a joke. But. Everyone's a federal criminal. If they want to get you on tax evasion, folks, I promise you they'll find something. They may find something on on uh, someone in the Trump White House, but that was not the purpose of the special counsel. And the bottom line, folks, is if you had a special counsel investigating every single facet of your life, 
looking at every grain of sand you've ever stepped on, I promise you'd be in jail too. So be very careful what you ask for. We are descending into third world republic justice. Make no mistake. Okay, so point number one, you can't collude after an election. Brian Rush should have vetted his sources. Point number two, where's the scheme? No one has yet shown an actual scheme. Point number three, did the FBI have Pfizer recordings of Flynn and why? Why? Why does the FBI, as you know, I get it that this question's getting lost in all of this. Mm-hmm. Now, Flynn, as the former DIA director, Defense Intelligence Agency, should have known that when he was talking to the Russian ambassador after the election, he should have known he was being recorded. I love the rank and file men and women of the FBI. They're terrific. But that does not absolve the Federal Bureau of Investigation from having to explain away to the American people, why was Mike Flynn unmasked? No one is it. Joe, do you see where I'm going with this? How did they know it was Mike Flynn talking to the Russian ambassador? You may say, oh, well, he was talking to the Russian ambassador and, and he was unmasked because he was talking to the Russian ambassador. No, 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 no. That's not the way this works. We can monitor the Russian ambassador, but getting the identity of the person talking to the Russian ambassador, essentially spying on their conversations, folks, there's no other easy way to say this, is supposed to go through a formal unmasking process, a formal unmasking process that's not supposed to be political, and yet, Joe, to this day, no one has told us why that happened. Are you even interested? To our liberal friends, and I mean this, I I understand. I understand your politics. I get it. I will back conservatives over liberals 999,000 times out of uh, a million. Because I get it, and I know you feel the same way. I understand that. Those are your political leanings. You don't trust conservatives. I don't trust liberals. I'm, 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 I'm making a plea to you, though, here, and I really mean this passionately. I'm not telling you who to vote for. You want to vote liberal, vote liberal the rest of your life. It will change nothing. I'm just asking you as a fellow American citizen and a patriot. I know some of you are. Some. As a matter of fact, most of you are. We just have a different ways of view in the world. I'm, I'm serious. I have liberal friends. I'm sure you do. Why are you not concerned about this? Do you understand how if the Trump administration did this right now to Kamala Harris, Cory Booker... Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren, we would have a very serious constitutional crisis on our hands. Why did I mention those names? What do they all have in common? They're all probably going to be presidential candidates in 2020 as Democrats. Folks, I don't want to live in a country where the president of the United States at the time, Barack Obama, can spy on an American citizen, Mike Flynn, with no evidence of a crime at all. Remember, his crime wasn't talking to the Russian ambassador. Now, Joe, you have that soundbite ready? Yeah, man. In case you think I'm making this up, I'm re- this is a set. This one's a little long. This uh, sound on tape here is a call. Sound industry official. This sound. This sound on tape thing here. This clip. It's about a minute. But I'm begging you, please listen to this. Because no one, and here's the setup again, explain to me why someone was listening in on Mike Flynn, not the Russian ambassador. And he was unmasked for talking to the Russian ambassador when the Obama administration at the time, remember Joe, was the transition period, right? had absolutely no problem with these conversations. You don't believe me? I back everything up on this show. And when we're wrong, when we're wrong, we correct it. 
This is the Obama State Department spokesperson talking about the communications between Flynn and the Russian ambassador while Obama was still in office during the transition. Play the cut. You probably have seen um, reports starting yesterday, but then more of them this morning about contact uh, between um, the incoming national security advisor and uh, the Russian ambassador. I'm just wondering from the State Department's point of view, is this something that's uh, of concern at all? Or uh, I'll just leave it there and then follow up. Again, not necessarily. I, I've seen the reports. Um, I, I, I don't think uh, they've been confirmed or corroborated yet. Um, but, uh, you know, that's, uh, as, as he's part of the transition team, that's really for them to speak to and how they are engaging. I mean, the, right. the president-elect is also engaged uh, on his own with uh, many world leaders. Uh, so I, I don't want to speculate, and I don't want to... So nothing, the, the, this building doesn't see anything necessarily... Uh, you know, inappropriate about contact between members of the incoming administration and foreign officials, no, no. matter what country they're from. No, right? No, and and again, this has been ongoing. I mean, we stand ready if they want to work through the State Department to contact some of these individuals, um, but we have no, um, you know, no comment or no uh, uh, problem with them doing such on their own, folks. <laughs> What part of that is hard? To, I know it was a longer or uh, sound cut, and and my apologies because you know, in the, as Joe knows, in the radio industry and in the podcast, you don't like to play long cuts because if people tune in, at least in the middle of the radio show, if it's live, you don't know what you're listening to. What is a press conference? And podcasting works a little different. But I wanted you to hear that in its entirety. That was Mark Toner, the Obama administration State Department spokesperson who was involved in the transition, clearly laying out two things that the Obama administration knew about the context and had no problem with it. He's like, what does he say at one point? Joey goes, hey, it's the transition team. Like, that's what they do. Yeah. yeah. Folks, uh, again, point number three. Number one, can't collude after the election. Number two, where's the scheme? No one's proven a scheme yet. Number three. Why was Mike Flynn being recorded if even the Obama administration acknowledged Mike Flynn was acting within the scope of his duties? Why? Why was he being recorded? (sighs) Guys, ladies, I love this country, man. I know you do, too. But this is serious stuff. This isn't a joke. We're venturing into, like, Chavez Venezuelan politics here. Nobody seems to care. Can't liberals just say, listen, I, liberalism is my ideology. I love it. I think it's the best path forward. Can't liberals say that, say, I'm going to vote liberal in the future, but this needs to be investigated? That this need, someone needs to figure out why the American government is spying on citizens for, and, and no one is yet, yet to give a reason why? All right. You know, I just, having been a federal agent, understanding the awesome power of the federal government, folks, this really frightens me. All right. This case gets worse. I promise you. You're going to be like, really? No, no. The story gets worse. I've got more here. Uh, Before we get to that, today's show also brought to you by iTarget. Got a nice email on Sunday. I was uh, walking out of church in the parking lot. I was reading my emails and a guy said he bought three of them. So I appreciate that. You must have three different different firearms. What's iTarget? Well, iTarget, like the letter I, the website's itargetpro.com. 
folks, you got to dry fire your, your, your weapon a lot. Dry firing your weapon is a good way to practice. Of course, safely, we all get that. You know, you want to make sure it's unloaded, empty the magazine, empty the chamber. Just we used to say in the Secret Service, check it, check it twice. Really check it three times. Finger probe the chamber. Do it. You got to be super safe with guns. I'm not lecturing you. You all know that. But the great part about this system is you can dry fire your weapon and you can actually see where your hypothetical round would go. Well, how does it do that? iTarget uses a laser bullet. This thing is awesome. I get more feedback on this product. It's, I'm telling you, people love it. You drop this laser bullet into the weapon you have now. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to buy a separate barrel. You don't have to change the weapon, alter it, anything. It's not going to damage, hurt your weapon in any way. You drop this into the chamber, this laser bullet, Joe. You depress the trigger, and it emits a laser out of the barrel onto a target they give you. Therefore, you know when you're dry firing what you're actually hitting. I've seen people send me scores on like a Monday. Mm. They practice all weekend and their scores on a Friday. They're like shooting uh, wings off a fruit fly at the end of the week. <laughs> this thing is incredible. It's not just for law enforcement. It's not just for military. It's not just for hunters. This is for people who want to be in, want 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 skip want to really improve their skills in self defense or. The initial firearm uh, owner who's maybe taken a, a, you know, a course, Joe, a half an hour course, but really hasn't practiced a lot. Folks, range time is great. No doubt you need range time. You need to live fire. No question. But getting to the range is expensive. Ammo is expensive. Getting there every month is expensive. Why not supplement your training with this? Anybody can shoot, folks. The question is, can you shoot accurately? We used to shoot all the time in the Secret Service. Got to get that equal light on both sides. Focus on that front sight. Depress the trigger slowly. This is a great way to practice. Now, one of the things they put, they threw this in the ad, and I like it. You know, I, I usually alter the ads for myself. Joe knows mm -hmm. that. They never look anything like what they send me. But this is true. Competitive shooters. People do this for a living. Dry fire, meaning not live ammo, dry fire 10 times more than they live fire their weapons. Learning the mechanics of shooting, grip, trigger pull, uh, sight alignment. Folks, go pick this product up. Here's the website. It's available at itargetpro.com. That's the letter I, not I like the organ. itargetpro.com. That's itargetpro.com. Com. This is an incredible Christmas gift for the the, uh, the 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 firearm owner in your family that needs to practice. They will not put it down. It's I'm serious. You'll pick it up and you won't put it down. You're playing with it the whole week. Go to itargetpro.com. For 10% off, use promo code Dan, my first name, Dan, itargetpro.com, promo code Dan for 10% off. Okay. How does this case, uh, as I was just talking about the Trump investigation, get worse, Joe? There is a timeline from foxnews.com, story by James Rosen. Again, will be available in the show notes. I strongly, strongly encourage you to read it. Folks, it is a devastating timeline of an FBI official, a guy by the name of Peter Strzok. Peter, I don't know if I'm saying that right. S-T-R-Z-O-K. Who was involved in the special counsel. He, this was not a small-time... Uh, uh, group leader in the FBI. I don't mean small time in stature. I just mean like he, this guy was high up in the agency. He was a deputy director. Why does this matter to you folks? This guy was involved in the Trump Russia special counsel investigation. Not only that, this is from the Fox News piece. Wait till I tell you what this guy did. A source close to the matters, quoting uh, Rosen's piece, says the OIG, the Office of Inspector General Probe, which will examine Strzok's role in a number of other politically sensitive cases, should be completed by, by early next year, very early next year. Listen to this. The task will be exceedingly complex. I haven't even told you what he did yet, but keep this in your head. 
given Strzok's consequential portfolio. Wait for it, Joe. He participated in the FBI's fateful interview with Hillary Clinton on July 2nd, 2016, just days before then. Uh, but before then, FBI director, excuse me, James Comey announced he was declining to recommend prosecution of Mrs. Clinton in conjunction, uh, in connection with her use as secretary of state of a private uh, email server. As director, as deputy director for counterintelligence, Strzok also enjoyed liaison with various agencies in the intelligence community, including the CIA, then led by director John Brennan. Well, mm. interesting, folks, because uh, we found out this weekend that Strzok had exchanged exchanged various anti-Trump texts with a colleague. Apparently, this guy's a Hillary Clinton supporter and has been involved in just about every consequential investigation against Trump and to make make Hillary Clinton's liability seemingly go away. This guy's been involved in it. His role in making this stuff go away, we're not exactly sure. But this is where it gets interesting. Where was this part? When it comes to the... Oh, 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 folks, one more. I'll, I'll make it quick here. The House Intelligence Committee investigators were contacted uh, last year by an informant suggesting there was, and I'm quoting here, documentary evidence, Joe, that Strzok was purportedly obstructing the House probe into the infamous uh, dossier. Guys, ladies, again, now we have an investigator at the... a very high-ranking investigator within the FBI involved with the, number one, the Trump special counsel investigation, number two, apparently the dossier, number three, the Hillary Clinton email investigation, and we find out that this guy has been basically the entire time exchanging anti-Trump messages with a co-worker. Uh, We also have, quote, according to this report, documentary evidence that he's been obstructing the House probe into the dossier. Remember what I told you about the dossier, Mm -hmm. the fake dossier about Trump's activities in Russia that was fake, totally fake and debunked, that the FBI may have paid this guy, the dossier producer, and the dossier may have been used. Nah, 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 we're tying it together. May have been used as a pretext to monitor Mike Flynn and Trump associates. Hmm. So now, now does this make sense? I asked you a question before. Why were they listening to Donald Trump's transition team? And why was our government spying on their political opponents? Barack Obama. They've still not produced a reason, Joe. The State Department acknowledged these conversations were happening and had no problem with them, yet they were still spying. Now we find out one of the reasons for that spying may have been the dossier, which was fake. We also find out that one of the people who may have been involved with the dossier is a deputy director of the FBI by the name of Peter Strzok, who, by the way, can't stand Donald Trump, who was also involved in the Hillary Clinton interview about her email that she was exonerated on, who also, by the way, was appointed to the special counsel and had to be dismissed when he got caught for these anti-Trump messages. Nothing to see here, folks. Nothing to see here. This, again, reminds me of that that gif of... uh, of Leslie Nielsen from The Naked Gun, where he comes out outside and he's like, nothing to see here, folks. And the factory's blowing up behind them. There's like missiles going off. Guys, you, you, you're still debating my premise that we're, this is a third world justice system we're living in right now? Man, time to pick the pineapples. I, I mean, seriously. Yeah. Is it not? I mean, unbelievable. <sighs> One last note on this thing, because I just walked you through and put the piece together. Man. There have been a lot of leaks in this case. 
But Joe, don't you find it incredible you haven't heard one leak still about any Trump involvement with the Russians at all that is yeah. in any way uh, contributed to colluding to win an election? Yeah. All right. Uh, just a couple quick things before it was going to be a busy week. I'll be uh, got a lot of Fox hits this week, so I'll be on Outnumbered on Tuesday, by the way, if you want to check that out. Be traveling around a lot. Don't, don't worry. We don't miss shows, though. Me and Joe, we're used to the road show now. Yeah, man. Uh, so Joy Reid, MSNBC, um, you know, resident uh, liberal. I mean, she's just clueless. Joy Reid, she just never knows what she's talking about ever. I'm sorry. She attacked me once and it was like farcical because she's been wrong on so much stuff. <laughs> Joy Reid, uh, she's been outed by the right scoop. It'll be in the show notes today uh, for uh, basically seriously homophobic uh, uh, blog post she made. Wait, wait, no, that's not possible, Joe. She's a liberal. That doesn't happen. Uh, Reid, she's making fun of former Florida governor Charlie Chris calling him Miss Charlie, how he he won't he won't look at his wife naked because he likes men and stuff like that. And he Jeez. read the post. They are so deeply disturbed. But this is who liberals are. They're total phonies. Remember, Joe, she's big into LGBT activism, except for the fact that she's not. Uh, but you can read that piece. Um, what else? You know what? Tomorrow I'll put the the uh, the article in today's show notes. But tomorrow's P- I want to cover this article by Dennis Prager in the Daily Signal about how America, when it gets better liberalism gets worse and if if there's a significant improvement in american standard of living how democracy is is uh is going to suffer it's a really great piece and he goes through specific categories i'll talk about a little more tomorrow marriage the black vote latino vote dependency and victimhood how as america gets worse liberalism gets better and as america gets better liberalism gets worse it's an interesting piece by dennis prager i'll discuss it more tomorrow as for today folks got a roll got a lot of going on today busy day appreciate it thank please uh sign up for our show notes at uh bongino.com sign up for our email list i'll send you these articles i appreciate you tuning in and i'll see you all tomorrow you just heard the dan bongino show get more of dan online anytime at conservativereview.com you can also get dan's podcasts on itunes or soundcloud and follow dan on twitter 24 7 at d bongino